commissioned solo messages, spiritual conversations, and live talks, activating you into your divinely human mandate. I'm Jasmine in Lubbock, and I will see you on the other side. So let's speed everyone up since this is a new video, okay? So we're here, we're gonna be talking about clean money and an open heart. I would love for you to set an intention because nothing is free, right? Nothing is free. We're in here, we're spending our time. We said yes, awesome, not as choppy, beautiful. I love that, okay. So like I said, um, I read my, my Gene Key 38, which is to empower others to stand up for themselves rather than remain victims of mass propaganda, okay? So then we were talking about Me, Money, and the Moon, which was this PDF that I created that I channeled from my first non-physical entity uh, energy divine currency. And, um, and you guys can actually go and find that video on my IGTV. I'll post it in my stories after this. But that video was very powerful. And you can even see my body and my face in that video. Like, it was a little bit unnerving to like go on a live and share that amount of energy like I couldn't sustain it at the time I didn't know how to sustain that amount of energy at the time it was it was more than my body could could take and it's been one year since that time okay um, it's been one year since that time and I have learned to sustain the energy of divine currency and because I've learned to sustain that energy my outlook on money has been embodied. It's like now inside of the, it's, it's inside of me. Like it's no longer this entity that lives outside of me or this thing that moves here and there. It's in, it's me. I am the money. Me, I am the money, okay? Um, but I, what I was seeing was that people purchased that program and their, I don't wanna say their lives didn't change. Something did change about them but it wasn't what I was expecting. And I'll tell you why. In the last live we talked about God, I talked about the difference between victim, being a victim, and victim consciousness, right? So if you guys didn't watch that, the, last, the very one before this, which was um, talking about God part one, we're gonna have a, a part two coming soon. Um, I talked about how when we, when we claim when we realize that something traumatic happened to us, right, and we didn't have the power to fight back in that moment, we can indeed call ourselves a victim to that situation, a victim to that person, a victim to that propaganda, whatever the thing is. When we choose, remember, this is the card that we pulled for this, when we make a choice to carry that victimization into the rest of our lives, we have created a victim consciousness cloud. That's what I'm calling it, victim consciousness cloud. And this cloud looms over us. It, it makes us forget even deeper the amount of power that we have to move through this obstacle. And when we move into the victim consciousness cloud or, or we're moving from the victim consciousness cloud, it doesn't allow us to see our true selves as God. Because one thing that divine currency said, and when they said it, I was just like, what? What the actual fuck? I should have brought my journal up here with me. I could have read it to you verbatim, but you can go back and listen to that. 
that lie is that they cannot choose they have they have no choice they, they don't have the will to judge who they go to they are only attracted to those that perform acts of self-love acts of self-love they didn't tell me what's what that self-love was they said but god would rather reward someone who is in devotion to self than worships the self of another and so we go to the people to the beings that are in devotion to the god within them and i then ask them well how do bad people or how do evil people or how do people who are not um pers- like positioned into the perspective of service to others how how are they the millionaires how are they the billionaires how are these bad people getting money and divine currency says because they are devoted to the god within them and you are not they the narcissist the scammer the thieves the murderer the this the that whatever you want to call them they are devoted to scamming they are devoted to killing they are devoted to the god within them and this 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 actually like pokes a deeper hole into kind of what we were talking about with god last week because the god that we've all been taught is this christian god this god that smites people this god that created a hell for these bad people to go to this god that is against evil and is against satanism and is against all these things and we have been taught to fight against something to use all of our energy to fight against something rather than to accept that God created all of these things you think you think that God is cutting off a piece of its arm because because why like the, it doesn't even make sense you say that God is a forgiving God but God sends people to hell which one is it which one is it? God sends people to hell or God's a forgiving God? And so divine currency told me that God would rather reward the people that know themselves as God whether it's a distortion or not than to reward someone who worships up an entity above themselves. Because God, the one infinite creator, does not worship anything. The god, the ocean, the ocean that we talked about last time where we are all the we're all rivers and lakes and ponds and the quality of water in our rivers and our lakes and our ponds, our vessels is still the same quality of the ocean, the sea. The quantity is smaller because our vessels are smaller. But the quality will always be the same quality that is in within this the one god true one god creator the all infinite all omnipotent omnipresent that carries heaven and hell within it that's why you are still who you are in the void and in the vision one is not heaven and hell they're both the same thing and the whole point of us being here is to cease duality so every single like problem or obstacle or something that we have in front of us is forcing us to really cease the duality with it. We really have to get to a point where we say I am that thing too. I am that thing too. And it drops it drops the duality. It drops that I am above it and they are below it. It drops the duality that I am below it and they are above it. That's what worship means. 
Worship means that you're putting something above yourself. And God doesn't play that. God does not. No. No. <laughs> if that's one thing that I learned about the all-encompassing God is that there is nothing that you put above yourself. You are God. And the journey of being a divinely human being is to remember that identity. So you don't worship anything. The moment you begin to worship it, the less of it you have. And now let's bring in money. We are a society that worships money. We put it on a pedestal above us. We believe that it should be all of these things to us, for us. And because we are not in devotion with it, we have no relationship to it. We are so afraid of it. We run in the opposite direction of it because of one time someone told us about money or one thing that happened with money. Whatever that traumatic moment was for you, that victim stamp for you with money, you created a cloud around it and said, this is how I, for, I, this is how I will forever be with money. This is my victim consciousness story with money. And I see why Me, Money, and the Moon didn't sell. Like, I thought it was going to sell to millions of people. I literally, when I channeled Divine Currency, I was like, huh, are you fucking kidding me? This is going to be like, it's just, it's just going to fucking take a blaze. But when I asked them later on and I was like, hey, what happened? Like you told me to do the thing. I showed up. I created the thing. It still got to the hands of the people that it needed to get to. But what they said was that the foundation of understanding Divine Currency has not been laid yet. And so you are giving the finality, you are giving the truth, you are giving the wisdom to people who still want to carry around their victim consciousness cloud with money. So we have to understand, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really like, kind of like hitting, I, I really want to lay the foundation for this because whenever we join programs that are um, promising that we're going to like become these like wealthy people or, or we're going to heal our, our money wounds or we're going to do all these different things. We have to ask ourselves, is this person reminding me of the true wealth that I have or am? Or are they further perpetuating the victim consciousness cloud that I've been carrying around? And this takes such immense radical responsibility. This is what we talked about last time. It is not easy to call yourself God and to receive that identity as God because when you do, when you do, you have to start taking responsibility. You have to start taking responsibility. Like, that's really what happens. So when I say that I'm God and when I say that you are God and I'm holding you to that, I am basically saying you are saying yes to this identity. You have to start taking responsibility for everything it encompasses. Do you think that God, wherever this omnipotent, like old white man in the sky sitting is, do you, do you think that he's just sitting up there and he's like not taking responsibility for the cyclones and the tornadoes and the, and the things dying and the things living and the thing taking it's, it's response. It's radical responsibility. That means that if my launch whatever the thing i'm selling doesn't go the way that i want it to what is the radical responsibility in that moment the radical responsibility in that moment of the thing not going the way that i wanted to go is to ask myself what was my intention 
Why am I disappointed about the outcome? Was I in devotion to this thing or was I worshiping something on the other end of it? Because 99% of the time, if you answer this question, you're going to realize that you were worshiping something of the outcome. You are not in devotion to it. Because when you're in devotion to it, when you're in devotion to something, you're not worried about the outcome. You are in rapture. You are in full encompassed pleasure with the thing. So when I went to ask Divine Currency about, you know, like, why didn't it sell a million things? That's what they told me. Were you in rapture when you were creating that PDF? I was in rapture. Then that, that is your reward. The money is supporting you. And I'm going to read a quote. It's so funny. Whenever you guys post stuff on Instagram about something that I said, I don't even fucking remember it. So when I see it, I always like screen grab it. I'm like, fuck, I said that. I, I got I, I have to say it again. I got to say it again because this was, this encompassed everything about how I, how I'm in devotion, how I am in relationship with money. I said, I said this on the To Be Magnetic podcast. I said, I think of money as supporting me. That's its only job. That's its only job. It's the only thing I request of it, and it always delivers. If I ask it to bring me joy and peace and self-worth, I know that it cannot. We are constantly looking for money to be some kind of affirmation and validation of our identity. And I can't have that. If I am trying to find an identity within myself, it's already within me. So what are you asking of money right now? What is it that you are asking of money? Are you asking of money to prove something to you? Are you asking money to prove how good you are? How great your program is? How incredible your voice is, your message, your offering? What are you asking money to do? Because it cannot do that. My mantra is money supports my happiness. Money doesn't create the happiness for me. I remember what makes me happy and money comes in and supports that happiness. Because when I create it, it never leaves me. But money, in the way that we know old paradigm money in, in, in its paper form, can only do one thing. And that is to exchange energy. Money is an exchanger of energy. What if I'm unemployed? I'm, I'm not in communication with money much. What should I be telling it? You're always in communication with money. This is the whole point. You think you're only in communication with money when you are getting it? That is the first distortion. You are in money. You are in communication with money right now. I just said money is an exchanger of energy. You are here right now exchanging energy with me. It took energy for you to ask that question. So money does not come only in paper form. This is not money. This is not money. This is money. What we are doing right now is money. What we are doing right now, you are hearing my voice. You are inside of this container. This is divine currency. You have to receive this as divine currency. Because the more that you move out of this space, 
is the more that you move into the victim consciousness cloud of the old paradigm of money. And you're going to constantly be asking, where is it? And it's right in front of you. It's right, the money is right in front of you. You cannot receive something that you are not. You just, it's impossible. It, it, it's, it's impossible. It's one of the laws. It's just impossible. So if you don't understand how to exchange energy, you will never receive money. New paradigm money, clean money, not the paradigm of money where you have to go and work for it. That's not what I'm here to teach. That's not what I'm here to share. That's not what Divine Currency told me to share. They said, Jazz, we are inviting you to go out and, and talk about the exchange of currency, energetic currency. This is the new paradigm of money. This is clean money. This is open-hearted money. I have an open heart. I have an undefined heart in human design. And, the, and when, wherever we have centers that are undefined or open, this is where we're taking in the world so deeply in order to alchemize it into wisdom. And the heart center in human design represents money. It represents what we do. It represents our ego, our will, what we do for money. What do we do every single, for, every single day for money? Every single day for money, we betray ourselves. Every single day for money, we negate ourselves. Every single day for money, we leave ourselves behind. And then we wonder why we don't have it. You don't have it because you aren't it. Any books, any books recommendation, please jazz on the new paradigm of money. I have none, Tolu. I literally do not have any books to recommend to you because I didn't read this in a book. Last year, Divine Currency came to me and channeled this entire thing. It's in my journal and it's and it's on it's on IGTV. So I would invite you to go and listen to that IGTV if that feels good for you. But there are no I didn't learn this from a book. I, I didn't even ask to learn this. <laughs> Like, I, it's not like I was like, God, please teach me how to, da, 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 da. I literally was sitting in the car. I remember this day, like it was fucking yesterday. I was sitting in the car, Alex and Elisha, Alex is my husband, Elisha's my son. They were playing in the park and I could see them and sail a piece. My daughter was sleeping in her chair in the back and I was laying back and I was listening to music. And all of a sudden I heard my inner voice. I, my cognition is inner vision. And I just heard a voice say, pick up your pen and your journal. And luckily my pen and my journal were there in front of me. And I picked it up and I just started writing. I just, I, I, guys, I didn't even ask for this. And at the end, I didn't share this in the last video in, in the very first video of me telling you guys about divine currency, but at the end of me writing that, I actually said, I'm really scared. I said, I'm really scared to talk about this. Like, can you give me a sign? Because I have that gate 41 and and I knew that I knew that this idea um, would not necessarily be received and I've already had times in the past where I've created something that was a little bit Aquarian a little bit like not of this very moment and it was rejected and I felt rejected so I said that to them I said I'm really scared to, to talk about this I'm really scared to like go out into the world and like be the heretic I'm a three five I'm a fucking I'm a fucking fifth line I'm a fucking heretic. Like this is my this is my whole incarnation. I'm really fucking scared to go out into the world and talk about things that are new. Talk about things that people could throw stones at. Talk about things that people could reject. And they said, "Don't worry. Others will be called. Others will be called because of you." 
Others will be activated because of you. You don't have to do it alone. And I said, please send me a sign. Please send me a sign. <laughs> don't you love when we do that? I'm like, God, I really don't want to do this thing. Send me a sign, God. Even Jesus did it. Even Jesus did it. When God was telling Jesus, you know, hey, Jesus, today's the day. It's time to go ahead and die up on that cross. And Jesus was like, fuck. It's today. Like, today is the day that I have to, it, it, it's today. Please, please, please take it away from me. I didn't know it was today. Can, can I have some more time? Can you send somebody else? We all do it. Every single, it is the human, it is the humanness within us that does not see the divinity. It, it can't see it. So what happens? We need activations of remembrance. We need activation. So I said, God, send me a sign, please. I'm so fucking scared. <laughs> and what do I do? I look up and I see, I see angel numbers on the time. And then I hear a Sade song. Um, oh, fuck. I wrote it in my journal. I really should have brought that journal up. But the Sade song, the, the exact moment that I asked for the sign, she was saying something. And I was just like, oh, God, that's God telling me. That's God. God's telling me this. God's telling me this. Okay, I got to do it. I got to fucking do it. I got to do it. So <laughs> here I am one year later, and I have spent the last year like moving through, moving through, back and forth, like screaming at divine currency. I've joined programs. I've joined programs. I have joined things because the fear of inadequacy within me would not let me not join them. I've spent thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars trying to run away from this moment right now. And guess what? I was even, I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was telling her, I was like, look, why have I spent tens of thousands of dollars on these programs? And she, she was laughing. She was like, girl, I, I, I don't really understand. I, I don't know. But remember you have that, you have gate 48. Gate 48 is that fear of inadequacy. Gate 48 is the gate of depth. It is the, it is, you will drown in the depth. Like you don't understand how deep it is, but it's also the fear of inadequacy. And I have that in my unconscious son. So that means it's in my fifth line. So the heretic, everything that comes into my, my body, every new truth that comes into my body, that is this her heretical truth, this, this truth where I stand on the mountaintop and I say, repent. Go back to where you came from. Go within. The message is within. Everything is there. It's 48. The energy behind it is the inadequacy. So I'm automatically feeling that what I'm saying or the truth that's living within my body is inadequate. So what do I do? I reach for another person. I reach for them. I say, hey, can I, can you teach me this thing? Teach me. Teach me how to be conf confident. Teach me how to be this thing. And I spend thousands of dollars doing that in this from from last july to about now so not quite a year but almost and none of them have worked and so i asked my friend why do i keep joining these programs and she said because besides the fear of inadequacy that you need to let go of you're joining them for to see their process to see if what they're doing you don't have you're joining to see what they're doing that you don't have. And that is coming from a place of lack. And we only get into that place of lack 
when we are not actively practicing rituals of rooted remembrance. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again because someone needs to hear that again. We only move into places of lack when we are not practicing rituals of rooted remembrance. Okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scroll back up because I saw questions, but I really, the energy is pulling me to go deeply into this. So I'm like, I'm like lowering my voice because I can feel that it's pulling me. My, my sacral and my root are like pulling down. And I don't know if you guys can feel this. Okay. Let me just, let me just ground for a second. We are constantly going into these places of lack where we worship someone else's devotion. That's what we're doing. When we're in a place of lack, we are worshiping. Oh, just got tingles. Oh. I'm like speechless. This is a powerful one. When we are in a place of lack, we are worshiping someone else's devotion to God. You are worshiping. That person has gotten down into the depths of who they are. They are in devotion to the God within. And that is what you are worshiping. You are putting yourself under their own devotion to God. And what does that do? That activates lack. Because lack, Lack is simply a symbol that you have left yourself behind. That's all lack is there for. Just like how we have our not selves in human design, we have the anger, the bitterness, the, the, the frustration, um, and the disappointment, our not selves. Lack is the universal not self in remembrance it's activating us to remember our godness and then become unified with it so that we can express it out into the world and it's through daily rituals it is through daily rituals that we can activate this rooted remembrance and when we activate this rooted remembrance we can be in devotion to the god within and the God without, and this is how divine currency can flow. Because when the heart is open, divine currency said the only portal that we can actively penetrate is through the portal of the heart. And that's when I said, so you're trying to tell me that these evil people love themselves. And divine currency said precisely. Love is the only portal that we can open ourselves to. It is the only point of entrance. So whether you receive a lot of money or a little money, it, it depends on what your life role is supposed to be. Some people feel wealthy with $10,000 in their bank account. Some people feel wealthy with five hundred. dollars The wealth is not, the, the amount does not define the, the status. The wealth, and this is old paradigm money. 
New paradigm money is where you define your own success. You define what wealth is for you. You don't you, in this lifetime you may not need a hundred million dollars because your purpose is not calling you to have a hundred million dollars. Think about it. Why is everyone chasing six figures? Is your purpose calling you for six figures? Or is your purpose calling you to have more than enough? What is your enoughness? What is your enough? What is your definition of abundance? What is your definition of success? My purpose has called me into a vision that I can see. And that vision requires money. And that money supports my vision. And the amount of money that I need is none of my concern. My concern is to hold the pose for the vision. So I tell God, tell me where to stand. The how is none of my concern. Tell me where to go. Tell me who to talk to. Tell me what to type. Tell me what to say. Tell me where to stand. How should I look? What should I wear? Tell me where to be. You tell me where to be and the money is going to be there for this vision that I'm holding the pose for. I'm going to go there. That's what I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to worry about. You want me to create this offering and launch it this way? And this is how much is going to come from it? 10000 even though my goal was 100000 10000 is all I need from this one right here? Great. Tell me where else to stand. What's next? Where else do I go? That's all we need to be talking about. That's all we need to be concerned with. Everyone's so fucking distracted by strategies and this group coaching program and that thing and that thing. How often are you asking God to tell you where to stand? Are you standing in the right place at the right time with the right people saying the right thing, doing the right thing, thinking the right way? How often are you asking for God to illuminate your path? Tell me where to go. Obviously, you guys did it. You're here right now. You're listening right now. So you proved yourself right that you could do it. You proved yourself right that I could be at the right place at the right time with the right people receiving the right thing. So continue to do that. I saw a couple of questions about what are these daily rituals, and I want to get into that. I want to get into daily rituals, and then I want to, and then I want to talk about um, how your purpose is actually activating your wealth. I want to talk about those two things, okay? So the first thing about daily rituals, I'll even give you guys a little bit of backstory because I fucking love backstories, okay? Um, my North Node is in Aquarius, okay? Miraculous healing, yes, yes. Guys, if, if you've been with me for a while, you know that my number one mantra, my number one mantra is literally my beingness and my words are conduits of miraculous healing. They are highly valuable and highly compensated. That is my number one mantra. I, if, if I don't say any other mantra, that's the only one I say. That's the only one. <laughs> because I know that I am omnipotent. I know that my power is deeper than anything that I can ever try to cultivate myself. I know that I am omnipresent. I know that my voice is loaded with words that are caring to you. Even if you can't hear them, even if you're doing something else and you're just kind of like, oh, putzing around. I know that my words are conduits. Everyone's words are. Everyone's words are conduits of what you get to choose. You get to choose. Mine is a miraculous healing because I am in, I honest, honestly, I just think miraculous healing is one of the funnest things that we experience as humans. It really allows us 
in such a big way because, okay, we're, we're going to sidestep for a minute and then we're going to come back to the daily rituals. I love miraculous healing so deeply. And even when I've read any sacred text, the, the things that I am the most fascinated with are things that are otherworldly. The things that our mind cannot encapsulate it. I'm right brain, right mind. I'm shores. Like, I just deeply feel a resonance to to the unseen, to the formless, to the fact that we can drop into one another, we can move into spaces, we can time travel, we can we we can do miraculous things. And it's, and funnily enough, our only our human side thinks that it's miraculous. Our God side is like, okay, fuck, this is normal. I don't understand why you guys are praising this thing. But we're praising it because we forgot. So if I am going to be a megaphone for anything, I want to be a megaphone for miraculous healing. I love any, I love anything that invites me or activates me to believe something that it seems hard. It seems like I can't believe it. It like, show me the proof. I, I, I don't understand how that's possible. I'm like, okay, I like that. I'll just, I'll just jump into that timeline. I just, and this is not spiritual bypassing y'all. Because to move into a place of miraculous healing and to stay there, you can't sustain staying there through spiritual bypassing. It, it won't happen. It's an embodiment. You have to fully give it all. <clears throat> you got to just fall into the void and be like, fuck, if I'm really about to jump into this timeline, then it better fucking heal me, right? It, it, it better remind me of my wholeness, okay? So I, 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 I'm deeply in love with miraculous healing and I'm just like anything that provokes other people into believing something totally like that is like outside of the scope of what they normally believe in, whatever. My south node is in Leo in the 12th house, okay? So let's come back to daily rituals. My south node is in Leo in the 12th house and the 12th house rules spirituality, the things unseen, the world's unseen. It's ruled by Pisces. It's ruled by Neptune. It's it's that very Neptunian angelic realm. It's like the realms of the angels, the realms of the gods. My south node is in is in that. So I'm coming from that with Leo energy. So all this energy that you guys feel from me, this is definitely my south node talking about spirituality, talking about miraculous healing, talking about jumping into the abyss. This is south node stuff. Now, one thing that I teach in the vision or one thing that I share in the vision is how we use the powers of our south node to activate our north node because our north node is where we're going in this lifetime. Our north node is what balances out the energies from our south node. We can't be in our south node for the for the rest of our lives. You're going to feel the the detachment. You're going to feel that it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like it's the same gum that you've been chewing on for lifetimes, right? So I already know that I'm activated in miraculous healing. I already know that I have spiritual truths. I was sitting in a fucking cave in the Himalayas for my whole last lifetime reading books and understanding spirituality and understanding us as divinely human beings and all these things. And so now my balance, my balance is to come into a physical body, North Node in the sixth house in Aquarius. That's my North, my North Node is in Aquarius in the sixth house because North node and south node are always on an axis, right? So if you have your south node in the 12th house, you'll always have your north node in the 6th house. If you have your north node in the 12th house, you'll always have your south node in the 6th house. And everything is on an axis, right? When we look at the at, at the astrological wheel. So 
God was like, this is cool. You know, you're super hype and, and Leo and confident and shining in your spirituality. I always say I was probably like a spiritual guru in the Himalaya somewhere in my past life. And this life, I have to come and be a human being. I have to come into the sixth house. The sixth house represents our service to humanity. It represents what do we do on a daily basis. It represents what we do for work. It represents our health and wellness of our physical body. Whereas the 12th house represents like the health and wellness of our spiritual bodies, the sixth house represents the health and wellness of our physical bodies. So I was in the Himalayas just like, you know, probably not even in a body, probably just like floating around, non-bodyless, da 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 da. And I was like, okay, I probably need to balance these energies. So let me come as a human being and let me come in a place where my work, sixth house is what do we do for work? What do we do for service is rooted in spirituality because you never leave your south node. You always bring your south node with you to your north node. It's the gift. It's the gift that strengthens your north node. I always say that, you know, allow your strengths to heal your weaknesses. So I am weak. Technically, your north node is where you are weak. So this is why you bring your south node energy. You allow the strengths to heal your weaknesses. So I, I'm allowing my south node in Leo in the 12th house to heal my north node in Aquarius in the 6th house. Because, like, daily rituals are not something that I can give two fucks about. Why do I need daily rituals? I just spent my whole last life, like, floating around in the abyss of consciousness. What does daily rituals have to do for me? Nothing. Ah, but they have to do something for me right now because I'm a fucking human being. And I have a body. And I have a body that I have to take care of. And in order for me to take, and in order for me to receive and be open to the infinite creator flowing through me, I need to take care of this physical vessel. Because remember when we talked about the sea and the rivers? We are rivers. We are not the sea. We don't have the vessel of the sea. We are not as big as the sea. When we die in this lifetime, when we move into infinite consciousness, we become the vessel of the sea. Then we can encompass all of these energies of God. But right now we are a small, very delicate vessel. And this small, very delicate vessel, in order to be in tune with the infinite, to receive channeled messages of truth and wisdom of who you really are, you have to take care of your body. That's the gag. That's the gag. You have to take care of the physical vessel in order to receive the quality of godness that wants to vibrate through it. So this is where we come into daily rituals. And daily rituals are your choice. But the thing is that everyone is waiting for money. They're waiting for money to activate their daily rituals. You don't need money to activate your daily rituals. You don't. Everyone says, oh, when I get rich, I'll buy the nicest perfume. When I, when I make money, I will get new sunscreen. When I make, like, I'm <laughs> talking to my friend, and, and I was asking, and, and she was, like, we were talking back and forth, and basically, I was telling her, I said, I know I'm going to make hundreds of millions of dollars. I, that's because my vision, my purpose is requiring that money, right? So I've already made my peace with that money. I know that it, I know what it's going to be used for. But 
what about my life right now in my daily rituals? What about my life right now would change if, if I had $150 million in my bank account? What about my life right now in terms of daily rituals? I'm not talking about where, you're, where you would live or like any of those things. I'm talking about what about your life right now in the realm of daily rituals would change? This is the question that I asked her. And I answered it too. And I said, nothing. Not one thing in my life of my daily rituals would change. Because I have the most luxurious, the mo I have the most luxurious to me daily rituals. I get up, I brush my teeth, I have the nicest toothbrush. I have the nicest tongue scraper, I have the nicest toothpaste. When I get dressed, I have the clothes that are the nicest of the quality that I choose. I drink the nicest water. I infuse it with so much love. I only drink out of beautiful vessels. These are the daily rituals that root me into remembrance of my divinity. And when I am remembrance of my divinity, I can create, I can create anything. Remembrance, remembrance of who you are creates life. And when you want to create an offering, when you want to sell something, guess what you're doing? You're birthing life. But if you don't have life within you, how can you birth life into something else? So what are your daily rituals? Is it to light a candle every day? Why don't you have candles in your house? Is it to drink water out of a beautiful cup? Even if you don't have money, you can ask for it. You can go to a thrift shop. You can go perusing and find a dollar mug that you love to drink your tea out of every single day that makes you feel luxurious. Because guess what? You're not gonna feel wealthy when you have the money. You're gonna feel wealthy now. If you can feel wealthy now, the money will come to support the consciousness that you're expressing. But if you cannot feel wealthy now, then the money cannot come in and support that expression because the money comes through the heart. What are you in devotion to? I am in devotion to having every daily ritual, whatever you call those daily rituals are for you to be rooted. And like we have another company, we have another company called Glory to Gaia. Glory to Gaia is, oh, when I think about it, I'm just like so fucking excited. Glory to Gaia is not only is she a company, but she is a mantra. If you say glory to Gaia right now, you're literally, it's a prayer for her. It's a prayer for our earth mother. It's a prayer for the one that nourishes, that feeds us. And Gaia, the energy of Gaia, she, she's the one that holds us. And so when we give glory to her, when we're in devotion to her, she's in devotion to us. She gives us sun. She gives us rain when we need it. She gives us crops. She gives us birds. She gives us animals. She gives us clean water. And everything that we're going to be doing with Glory to Gaia are centered around daily rituals that root your remembrance. Because if you don't remember who you are, if you don't remember that you are God, you cannot make a contribution. You just can't. 
So everyone that is feeling like, oh, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or there's no point of living or there's no point. You can't make a contribution to our earth, to our planet, to our life. You just can't. If you don't have life within you, you cannot make a contribution to Gaia. And it is through these daily rituals that you are activated into your rooted remembrance. It doesn't have to be you spending all day do, doing these rituals. It can just be one fucking ritual a day. Can you commit? Can you devote yourself to one ritual a day? Just one where it roots you into your remembrance, where you remember yourself as God, where you allow yourself to be open for the quantity, the quality of the water of the sea to envelop you, to fill you up with the rapture of life. So these ideas, these inspirational ideas that want to work with you from the non-physical presence of God consciousness, because guess what? Because we are physical beings, we have something that non-physical entities don't have. And that's a body. That's the ability to bring something into physical presence. But if your body is not taken care of to the highest exaltation that you have been given, you can't birth anything. And if you can't birth anything, where's your money? You have no money. You have no money. Everything is a step-by-step process. You don't practice daily rituals, you don't remember. You don't remember, you don't have life flowing within you. You don't have life flowing within you, you have no inspiration. You have no inspiration, you have no ideas. You have no ideas, you have no form. You have no form, you have no offering. You have no offering, you have no money. So you want to know how to call more money in? You want to know how to be wealthy and rich? What are you doing every single day to remember that you are God? You have to take responsibility. That's it. If you are scripting constantly, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I used to do the same shit. I have journals I could pull out. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. You write that shit 30, 40 times. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. But then you go and you eat shitty food. You go and you drink shitty water. You go and you, and you don't work out. You don't move your body. You don't lay in the sun. You don't, you don't pray. You don't, you don't give thanks. You're not a fucking millionaire. You're broke as fuck. And you think the money's just going to fall. You just think manna is just going to fall from the sky to support your brokenness. Fuck. If I was God, and, and, I think, and I think God all the time that I'm not like the God, <laughs> I would be like, you're fucking broke. You want me to send you money? You want me, so you want me to send you money. You're funny. <laughs> and I, I laugh, I laugh at myself because that's fucking what I was doing. Listening to Abraham Hicks, listening to Law of Attraction, being like, I'm rich, I'm rich. If I just think it enough, if I just write down a million times that I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. And God's like, you guys are actually insane. <laughs> wasn't until I began to really devote myself to my daily rituals, even when I didn't have any money, like 
I tell this story all the time because I feel like I need to give you guys context. On my daughter's first birthday, we got our car. Our car was repossessed on our daughter's first birthday. I had to call my mom and be like, Mom, my car got repossessed. I need a ride to my... I need a ride to my to my daughter's party, Mom, because my car got fucking repossessed. <laughs> like, don't, don't sit here. Like, don't sit here and think like, oh, Jazz, you know, she's living this life. She has this money. She's set. Fuck. Guys, please. I had to call my mother... Okay, I had to call my mother and tell her, Mom, my car got repossessed. I need you to drive me to my daughter's birthday party, please. Okay. Um, and she was, and my mom was like, okay, whatever, let's, let, let's do this. This was the beginning of my, of my lessons learned around money. And it has taken me from the moment that I channeled Divine Currency July last year to today. It's taken me this this practice because it's a practice right devotion is a practice devotion is a practice i will say this everything is a practice what i'm telling you guys right now i'm telling you the end of so please don't ever look at me and what i'm saying as like oh how am i gonna get there oh my gosh look at all the stuff she's been through look at look look, look at how far she has to go remember i believe in miraculous healing i believe in miraculous healing and you know what you know what actually cultivates miraculous healing to be true a choice free will choosing is what activates miraculous healing you just have to make a choice that's it you just make a choice i am now devoted from this moment on to daily rituals that root me into remembrance so that i can be in my true identity as god to create offerings that remind other people of who they are and when i am in that purpose god and money supports my happiness because my happiness isn't found through the money my happiness is actually found when i am in purpose making a contribution and so then money can come in money can flow in and support the happiness because you've already built the foundation of happiness You've built that on your own. Money didn't build the happiness for you. God didn't build the happiness for you. You did that. You built the happiness. You built the foundation of happiness by living in and on purpose, by creating a contribution. And when you created that contribution, when you go and you sell that contribution in the marketplace, when, when you go and you tell people, oh my gosh, this is a new offering I'm so excited about. I'm so excited to share this offering with you. I am, I, I am like lit up and one person signs up, you go and you serve that one person. Did you hear me? Did you, did you hear what I said? You go and you serve that one person. You don't wait to celebrate when you have a 10K launch. You don't wait to celebrate when you have, like, we're celebrating the wrong things. And this is why our distortion of money is so fucked. You're not celebrating the one order that you got. You're not celebrating the one like that you got. You're not celebrating the one person that received you as a presence of remembrance. You don't know how that person's life has been changed by them looking at you, by them hearing you, by them seeing you, by them reading you. You're so focused on the wrong thing that you cannot. Like, 
You're stopping yourself from being enveloped in the rapture of being in your purpose, of being the purpose. So you're counting the wrong things. You're trying to have money prove who you are. And if that is the biggest wisdom that I can share with anyone about having an undefined heart is that money can never prove my value. It doesn't have the capacity to, even if I wanted it to, that is not a characteristic that God has in play in, in implored money to do. God has created something for a divine, God has created everything for a divine purpose. It has given it characteristics, it has given it laws, it has, it has given its powers, it has given it things that it can do and things that it cannot do. And money, God did not give money the power or the characteristic to prove anyone's value. It just, that's just not something, because God knew that if God did that, what would be the repercussions of it? We would never find our true value. So I, I almost think about the earth like a club, right? So we're here or we're on earth, we're, on a we're, we're in a club. And the planets are our bouncers. And, and the planets really are the ones that are holding these universal laws, right? And each planet represents something and each planet is giving us different laws to abide by, different laws to understand. Money if we were to think of money like Venus, right? Because Venus rules values and money and all those things. Venus is always telling us and asking us, what do we think is valuable? How do we measure value? How are you measuring the value of yourself? If it's through money, it, money will never come to you. Money won't come, it, do, it doesn't work like that, you guys. And, and I'm not the one that wrote the rules, I'm just, I heard, I heard the rules and I was like, oh, fuck, let me follow them and try it out. I'm a third line. Let me try it out and see what happens. Money can never prove my value. It can't. And if you're a defined heart, like you intrinsically came with this consistency of this, of this energy, of this truth, and maybe you've forgotten. So I pray that this message is a, is a presence of remembrance for that. And if you have an undefined heart, then I pray that this activates you into receiving a new truth that you can then live by to say that no amount of money can prove or value my identity. But what money can do is that it can support the happiness that I built. It can support my purpose. It can support my voice. It can support my message. It can support my mission. It can support my offerings. It can, if, if, if I really want to reach a certain amount of people, I have to ask I have to ask my vision. Vision, are we meant to reach these many people? Talk to your offerings. Your offerings are non-physical beings that want to be in conversation. They don't want to be bossed around by you because you have a fucking body. Just because you have a body doesn't make you more valuable than them. Talk to your offerings. Talk to your vision. Talk to your mission. Talk to your message and say, what is the, what is the intention of my vision? What is the intention? The intention of the vision, the actual vision, the program that I created, my intention of that vision is to reach 100,000 people because I know that if that course reaches 100,000 people, truly, deeply, then the people that have taken that course will continuously for the rest of their lives create offerings that are in devotion 
to their mission and their message. And all we need is such a small percentage of people to be in their exaltation of God for the rest of the planet to change. I don't need a million people to, to, to go through the vision. That's not what the vision told me. The vision gave me a specific number, and they said 100,000. And in my mind, I was thinking, before they gave me clarity, in my mind, I was thinking, fuck, how am I going to hold 100,000 people in a course? How am I going to hold 100,000 people in a coaching program? I was scrambling because my little human mind was like, oh, my God, how is this going to happen? How, how, how are 100,000 people going to go? Like, I don't have the energy for that. I don't have, a, I don't have the energy to reach 100,000 people. And they said, Jazz, this round of the vision is the last live round because you've been gathering data. You're creating a library. You're creating a resource. And you're going to... This, is, this will be the last live round. And it's so funny because the first round, we didn't have a reflector. And I said, I can't do anything past, I, like the, the, the library won't be complete until we have a reflector. And we have a reflector that signed up to join us in the vision this round. And they said, this is your last live round. After this live round, the whole thing is complete. You have a full, you have a full course. You have a full library that anyone can devote themselves to. Anyone can go through at their own pace. And at the end of this course, their vision will be activated. And when they go out into the world and they express that vision, they express that purpose, they become wealthy. Because your purpose is what is holding your wealth. Your purpose. And this is why I'm always talking about how you are the purpose. You are the purpose. You are the purpose. Once you like digest that, once you really like embody that I am the purpose, ideas for how to express that purpose come online. You start getting ideas. You start being in front of the right people who activate ideas within you. Things start dropping in. You're like, oh, I want to create that offering. Oh, I want to do that thing. Oh, I want to, I want to express the purpose that's overflowing through me. And your, your purpose or your expression of that purpose is going to change. It's going to be mutable and flexible and pliable. Every season of life you're growing and every season of life something else within you wants to be expressed. And so they're saying, Jazz, you don't have to worry about holding 100,000 people. Let us, the offering, let us, the vision, hold 100,000 people. All we need you to do is to show up. Use your physical, tangible body to create the form, to create the course, to create the library. Put it up online and let people take what they need. Let people take the course on their own. Let people devote themselves to it. Give them responsibility. Don't tell them what to do. Give them an opportunity to remember. So every single time I offer anything, I don't need you to buy it. I don't need you to buy it. You don't have to buy it. You don't even have to be on this live. You don't even have to be listening to me. <laughs> it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. It's another chance. It's another chance to make a choice. It's, that's all offerings are. That's all soul offerings are. They're opportunities for people to make choices. Do you want to remember right now? Okay, you don't have to. You don't have the money right now? Okay, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Right? And if we move,
from that place, if we're just creating offerings as opportunities for other people to remember, that's true service. That's true devotion. That's true passion. And when we create that foundation, money has to come. It has to. It doesn't have any other choice. This is clean money. I'm not saying that there are people that aren't, that, that, that are making money that are not in devote. There are people that are making money that don't give a fuck about your remembrance. But that's the old paradigm of money. That's dirty money, you could call it. But as we continue to elevate in our consciousness and in our remembrance, we're going to desire things that match that consciousness. So right now, we're all desiring clean money. We want money. We want our money to be clean. We want the money that comes to us to be clean, and we want the money that circulates from us to be clean. We don't want to work hard for money. We don't want to strive for money. We don't want to suffer for money. We don't want to do anything that is not in our rooted remembrance of our doing. I'm not going to fucking do anything. Look, I think I talked about the vision probably a handful of times, and that's only the times that I felt like talking about it. If you caught when I was talking about it, great. If you didn't catch it, then it probably wasn't for you at the time. But I am not going to be out here fucking hustling for dollars. Are you okay? Like, of course you have to live. Of course you have to survive. But there is something more than surviving. There is thriving. There is enjoyment of life. There is joy. There is godliness. And if money does not support if money is, if, if I'm asking for money to, to simply support my survival, then I'm not going to be able to enjoy those other things. So a lot of people always say, well, I don't have any money right now. I told you, I just told you how to get it. I just told you, I just told you, <laughs> you have to be devoted to your daily rituals. If you don't have any money, you don't have one single penny right now. That not having one single penny right now is in direct co correlation to how devoted you are to your daily rituals. If you want to see how rich you are, you want to see how wealthy you are, how devoted are you to you? How devoted are you to the God within you? How devoted are you to being the purpose? When we are moving from that place, we're not in the metrics of, I made $300,000, I made $500,000, I made a million dollars, I made... Because what does that million dollars mean if that's not what you need for your purpose, for your mission, for your message? If you don't need a million dollars for your mission to be activated on earth, then why are you... Why do you have a million dollars? Every... Every single person's mission and message requires something different. And comparison will rob you, will rob you of your uniqueness. Comparing yourself and your purpose and your mission and your offerings to someone else will rob you of your uniqueness. Because guess what? Subconsciously, you're going to create exactly what has already been created. And your, you, the, the uniqueness that wants to be expressed from you and your purpose and your vessel will never come through. And guess what? The money to support that uniqueness will never come through either. And this is the purpose of the vision. The purpose of the vision is to make what you came here to make. I don't want you to fucking copy me. 
You, you're not me. You will never be me. You will never have the energies that I have within me. It's impossible in this lifetime, and I will never be you. The whole point of human design is to celebrate the science of differentiation, the science of uniqueness, the science that God has created multiple creations for multiple purposes and multiple reasons. We have tulips, we have roses, we have spiders, we have ants, we have insects, we have differentiation around us, and yet we fall so deeply into the trap of being homogenous. If you're afraid to be different, money will always run from you. Your offerings will never make money because it'll just be a duplication of someone else. Eric said, but deep down you're a version of me. I am, I am a version of you, but I am not the version of you that is meant to be expressed in this lifetime. We're talking about expression. The way that I express the God within me will not look like the way that you express the God within you. It cannot, it should not, it will not. For you to feel the deepest exaltation and celebration of the energy that's moving within you, it cannot be expressed like someone else. And once we can all receive that, when we can receive, because you need to ask yourself about your purpose, about your offering. Some of you guys have offerings to sell and some of you guys don't, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. The only thing that you need to be asking is how does this purpose, the purpose that I am, I am my purpose. How does this purpose want to be expressed through me? It doesn't have to be a fucking coaching program. It doesn't have to be a this. It can be singing. It can be writing. It can be dancing. It can be, oh, we're missing so many expressions because everyone's doing the same thing. And then we, and then after everyone does the same thing, we claw ourselves to say, well, I did a 10 K month and I did a six figure year and I did a seven figure year and I did this and I did that. And I'm a this and I'm a that. I want to see differentiation. My Venus is an Aquarius. The things that I value, the things that I, I shout people out on, on my Instagram, the things that I pay for, the things that I purchase, the things that I buy, the things that I exalt are Aquarian things that are different. Things that have never been seen, heard, done before. And I push everyone in the vision to do this. If you guys were with me in the first round of the vision, you know how badly I pushed you all. When people said like, oh, I want to do this kind of coaching program. How, how is that special? How is that a reflection of you? I don't give a fuck about a coaching program. I don't give a fuck about a course or a meditation. If you are not inside of that course. I'm not saying teaching it. I'm saying if your spirit has not been channeled inside of it, it's just another course on another website for someone to buy another thing that they'll never fucking do. We are all presence of remembrance for one another. And it's through your expression of your uniqueness of the God that's within you that allows you to receive clean money. It allows you to activate other people. So you don't need to be comparing yourself. You don't need to be trying to like hustle and do what everyone else is doing. You need to do something so different. 
I'm working on something that I actually asked Alex to Google, has anyone ever done this before? And we could not find that one person on this planet has ever done it before. And I was like, oh, I'm into this. I'm into this. I'm into doing shit that's never been seen before. I'm into doing shit that has never been seen before. I want you to be shocked by the shit that comes out of me. Because that activates you to remember your own godness. Whoa, there's something within me that wants to come out that I've never seen or done before. And you have to find courage. And you find courage through your daily rituals. So does this mean don't get certifications on anything? It means use your authority, Kennedy. Adrian. Adrian Kennedy. It means use your authority. You need a certification? Ask your authority. You don't need a certification? Ask your authority. I'm not here to tell you what. I'm here to tell you. You need to listen to you. If you're going to be a surgeon, you probably need to go to medical school. <laughs> like, that's just common sense, right? You probably need to go to medical school. Okay? So, I love you guys. I have to go. Because I have to go somewhere with my husband. We're going to go do something fun. All right? I'm going to save this live. Please rewatch it if you need to. We'll keep talking about money. It'll still, like, I will still keep talking about money because it's something that, I guess we need to keep talking about. Um, but for right now, I think I've given a lot. But the very first thing that you can do is jump off of this live and go and be in devotion to whatever next ritual you're, you want to be in devotion to. That's all. That's, that's the only thing you got to do now. Okay? I love you guys so deeply. I am, in, I, am, I am elated to be here with you. Like It is my deepest devotion to, to do this work. But it, it excites me even more when you tell me that you go out and you make the choice and you actually go and do the thing and your life changes. That's what fills me up the most. So don't just listen to my words. Don't just like feed off of me. Do something. Take it. Take it and do something. Okay? I love you. I'll see you guys very soon. Mwah.